the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. You know, a lot of times in life we pray, and we pray to God, and we ask God, Lord, take this from me, and take me out of this situation, and remove me from here, and heal me from that, and, and we ask God so many things, and, and there's, there's a couple of verses. Uh, one time God responded to, to a gentleman and said, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm not going to remove this thing from you, and so he had to live with it. In another place, in a, in a parable, uh, in, in the book of Matthew, I like it when when he says uh, about the sowing and there was uh, tares sown among the wheat and the servants came along and they said, Master, should we should we take out the weed? Should we cut out the the tares and take them? He says, no, 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 don't touch it right now, because if you do that now, you're going to hurt the wheat. But he says, let them grow together. And that's a difficult response to get. And today, perhaps, as we're starting this new year, you're wanting God and you're praying to God to remove some things. And I think he would first tell us, you know what, my grace is sufficient for you. Get closer to me. Draw closer to my word. We'll be able to get through this together. In another place, in Matthew, he says, you know what, sometimes things have to grow together and you're going to be stronger. And in the right time, there, will, there is going to come a season where he says, I'm going to send my harvesters and the harvesters are going to separate the wheat from the weed and, and and you'll be free from that. But in the meantime, grow, I think, is the key point. I want to challenge you to grow. That 2019 will be a year of growth, would be a year of looking forward, would be a year of you not worrying about the weeds and the tears and, and the issues, but focus on God, focus on growth, focus on reaching higher. And uh, I wanted to share that with you today. And today, the point of me being on the air is to feature one of our churches. You know I've said this, I probably say this every week. I love the national preachers, they travel the world and they preach all over the place. And, and they're in, in Africa one day, in Asia another day, and they, in America the next, and that's great. Love them. They're on TV and they do great things. But there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that, are, that, that belong to that group of people that are called our pastor. They are pastors because we see them on Sunday. They are pastors because they answer the phone when we call them. They are pastors because they visit us when we're sick. They are our pastors because they love us, they laugh with us, and they are pastors because they even sometimes have to discipline us. And today, I am here, I am blessed to be uh, on the air today with none other than Pastor David Taylor. He is the senior pastor of Eisenhower Road Baptist Church. And Pastor David, welcome to Church of the Week program. Thank you. It's great to be with you today. Uh, it's, it's my honor. Part of, part of my plan is to be able to get every pastor in San Antonio on the air with me and, and be able to feature their church and let them know, let San Antonio know what is happening at, at their church. But before we get to the church, 
uh, I want to talk about you. And, and I guess this is not gossip because we're in the same room and uh, we're, we'll be talking together. Uh, but tell me a little bit, Pastor. Tell me about yourself. Where, where Are you from San Antonio? I am from San Antonio. I went to Harlandale High School. I grew up on the south side of San Antonio. And I uh, went to Harlandale and uh, played football there. All right. And uh, my uh, family uh, was Catholic. And uh, I went to church occasionally. went to San Jose Mission. There you go. And uh, every time uh, when I got a little older that uh, – Yellow bus would come to take me to catechism, and I would skip the bus and go play football. <laughs> but uh, I grew up uh, with a good family. My mother uh, raised me. I was the sixth of six children. Wow! And um, they uh, they had one chicken, and each person got a, a piece, and I got a chicken fried steak. So I was raised a little differently as the baby. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm from San Antonio. It was uh, Born at Santa Rosa Hospital, but there's no plaque or anything. There's no plaque there. Not no yet. Plaque. Not no. yet. <laughs> well, you're you're a native, and so as you're coming up in 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 San Antonio, at one moment or another, you had you had some type of encounter. You had a revelation. God revealed Himself to you. How was how was that moment for you? you know, I did. I uh, wanted to play uh, college football and walked on uh, twice at. Uh, what is uh, now uh, Texas State, what was Southwest Texas State, Coach Jim Wacker was the coach there. And uh, I worked really hard trying to to play. And, of course, we all, the older we get, the faster we were and the better athletes we were. But uh, after that, uh, I met my uh, future wife at a, uh, a friend of mine went into the Army uh, from Trinity on a scholarship. Uh, David Velasquez is a good friend of mine. And uh, he introduced me to my future wife, and she was a a, a Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of dating her was you had to go to church. That's right. And her mother gave me a Bible, and uh, I really didn't believe the Bible, but I started reading the notes of the Bible, and I start I came to the conclusion that the Bible was the Word of God, and. Uh, she kept quoting the book of Romans to me. Yeah. So I started reading the book of Romans, and I know that Luther was saved in chapter 1, but it took me all the way to chapter 10. Uh, <laughs> chapter 10, verse 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord That's shall right. be saved. At age 19, uh, I was working a construction job, and in my little uh, dirt uh, brown comet, I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And uh, I... Uh, went to the Bible church that my uh, wife went to on a Sunday night and went forward. And um, it was a, a Bible-believing, independent Baptist church. Yeah. We Satch Avenue Baptist Church, yeah. Dr. Claude J. Bonham. And they quickly told me, you know what? You need to be baptized. You need to be a Baptist. And I said, you know what? I don't want to go to hell. That's why I asked <laughs> Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. But I sure don't want to be a Baptist. So for the for the next uh, four months, you said that, that was, I said that absolutely. <laughs> for the next four months, from the pulpit, every time you'd get to the third verse of the invitation, with uh, in those days we such ran about eight buses and they had about five hundred in worship. And he would say, "There's one young man that says he's a believer, says he's saved, says he's a follower of Jesus Christ, will not be baptized." And I just listened to that and listened to that and. Uh, I was reading the book of Acts, uh-huh. and I, I came to chapter 8 uh, where the Ethiopian unit yeah, was yeah. there, and Philip was witnessing to yeah. him, and he, he said, here's water. What hears me to be baptized? Right. He said, if you believe with all your heart, and they both went in the water. And I came to really a dark point in my life where I realized 
that the Baptists were right about baptism. <laughs> so I had to go to Dr. Bonham and tell him that I'll, I'm ready to get in the fish aquarium. I'm ready to, and I was baptized. And uh, so that was a pretty dramatic uh, thing that happened to me. It took a whole four months. Yeah. And, you know, brother, we have a lot of folks that uh, are believers, I believe, today, but yeah. they're reluctant to be baptized. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just a joy. It's the, uh, the outward symbol of an inward work. It allows, exactly. really, uh, a person to preach a sermon based on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ better than you and I can preach. Yeah. So, uh, you know, back to that text in Acts 8, the Bible says that the Ethiopian went away rejoicing. And he went back and became a great witness, I believe. Yeah. And so there's great joy in that. So there was joy in, in receiving Christ, and my, my life was changed. My life had a clear purpose. And uh, there was also joy in, in being right about what the Word of God said. And, you know, I, I see baptism as a celebration, like you said. And I've been to several. I've, I've witnessed. I've been uh, in, in services, in baptismal services, where that is the sermon. Right, you know, I feel like what else can uh, can can we add to that? Someone has made a decision and is now deciding uh, uh, in front of all these witnesses to to follow Christ right. and 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 identify with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and say, you know what, I'm I'm no longer a part of that group. I'm a part of this group, and I want the world to know. I don't care who knows. And and people have have seen that witness and 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 visualize and seen that sermon preached in a person and say, you know what, I want that too. Yeah. I want that also. And they've made decisions for Christ in baptismal service. I think it's a beautiful thing. We should we should celebrate it. And if anybody is listening, I would I would say, you know what, don't hold back any longer. Get in the water. Amen. Get in the water. There, there's water. There, there's a preacher. We have blow dryers. Your hair won't get messed up. <laughs> and I, I think people. I, I do believe that, that Satan and the world attack that first step of obedience. Right. It's the first step of obedience. It's not magic. It doesn't save you. But it's the first step of obedience. And it's sort of like you're, uh, you know, it's general Jesus and you're private Christian. And yeah. what's the first thing? Be baptized. Be baptized. And if you, if you don't do that, I think it hurts your witness and your joy and your growth. We talk about discipleship a lot. The Bible teaches discipleship. The first step of a discipleship is believer's baptism. That's right. And then there's many more steps. So uh, I was glad I did it. I wish I wouldn't have waited uh, three or four months. You know, but I talk to people in my church that come all the time that have never been scripturally baptized. Yeah. And uh, the more you put it off, the more difficult it does. But there's exactly. victory. When it's done, there's victory. And it is a celebration. It's happy birthday, Christian. Glory to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a wonderful uh, experience. You know, you say something else that's very interesting to me. And I, I tell people that often. Uh, you, you were able to mention the church, the pastor's name, and you, you know these dates. And you even just said happy birthday. Uh, to me, that, that moment, that conversion moment, you should remember it. You should uh, uh, have be able to say some detail about that day, because I, I think when when the enemy comes to to tempt and to confuse and to say, "Hey, you're not really doing that. That was that. That was not for real. That was that." You know, you can say, "You know what? In 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 October of 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 2018, I gave my life to Christ, and I, you know, and that was the moment of transformation." Remember that number. Remember that moment, because mm-hmm. you're going to be challenged in that. Yeah, and I think write it down in your Bible the moment you were saved, but. Every year, uh, the Lord has blessed me in the ministry as a pastor, associate pastor, 
we've led many children to Christ. Mm. And I've always tried to counsel each one individually. What I want to know is I want to know, do they know who Jesus is, that he's God, that he died for their sins? And I want them to know they're a sinner. And that's basically what the Bible says. And uh, when they pray to receive Christ, I think... uh, have a big uh, invite a bunch of people and have a joyous celebration for baptism. But over the years, we've uh, debated with parents and grandparents about how much they need to understand about baptism. Well, the one thing I understand is that Jesus saved me, mm-hmm. and I want to profess that, and right. that's the main thing. So I think that uh, you know, there's confusion from other different groups that say, well, it's part of salvation, it's this— but it is just a beautiful testimony of the grace of God. It is. Don't put it off, anybody. And, you know, today is the day of salvation. Amen. And if anybody, if you're, if you're doubting, yeah, I, say it's, I heard somebody say this, and it was quite drastic, but they said, if you walk out of this place and you get run over by a bus, <laughs> where are you going to wake up? Do you know for sure that you'll wake up in heaven? And if not, let's say this prayer. You know, and he led us in a prayer, and the whole room said it, and 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 we were convicted by it, and we we rejoiced that now we we were sure of it. And like you said in in, in one of your devotionals that played earlier this week, uh, you know, nothing can separate us yeah. from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You we don't have, we don't have to earn it. I don't I don't I can't I can't lose it. He just loves me. Period. It's a gift. It's a wonderful gift. Of love from God, and so now, now I want to fast forward. I want to, I want to continue going forward. Uh, you're giving your life to Christ. Uh, you started, you started dating. That was, was that there? That was there. You go. They started dating, and we uh, had to go to church every Sunday. You had to go to church. <laughs> they gave me a great big black Bible. I believe it was a Lester Roloff Bible. It had a bunch of notes in it. So. And so the the bigger the the more the, the more anointed it was it was. And so that that's great. You had your big black Bible. You know, in the church that. You know, we such Avenue Baptist Church, Independent Baptist Church, a great, great church, won a lot of people to the Lord. But, you know, Dr. Bonham was pretty notorious for, you know, they they were pretty legalistic. They yeah. uh, talked about, you know, the King James being the uh-huh. only translation to read. And uh, I remember one Sunday, you know, after church, we had dinner, and Dr. Bonham had preached on the communists in Hollywood that day. I don't oh, know wow. what his text was. I can't remember that. <laughs> but I asked my father, and my father-in-law is a, a big man with a beard. He looks like one of those Duck Dynasty guys, yeah, but he yeah. doesn't have the the Duck uh, franchise. <laughs> but I said, how many people do you think, how many uh, communists do you think there are in Hollywood? And he said, maybe not a one, son, but you need to get saved lest you go to hell. Yeah. Well, that got me to thinking, and that drove me to, to Romans and to <laughs> receive Christ. So we dated, and uh, we got married uh, here in town, and uh, my wife, uh, in 1982, graduated from Trinity in mechanical engineering, and oh, at that wow. time, there were very few uh, ladies in yeah. mechanical engineering, so she still has friends. Her They have girls' night out, that uh, female mechanical engineers, and yeah. so we got married, and we moved to Houston, and... Uh, you know, we uh, of course you're excited when you and you think about the years in past when you moved as a believer. You went and uh, you joined the church pretty quickly. That's right. Well, we were given several churches that uh, we sat had given us to visit independent Baptist churches, and uh, uh, no, we just didn't feel uh, led. Right. And then we we were visiting on Wednesdays and and Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and. Then we got to the point where we stopped going, uh, just got a little frustrated. We, we bought a house in Houston. We uh, saved money and bought a house over by Ellington Air Force Base. And we went over to the grocery store to find a new grocery store. And we saw this church, Sagemont Baptist Church. And uh, we uh, 
So, you know, we'll try that. And Dr. John D. Morgan, pastor there, uh, great church. Yeah. He found, they found it. He was the first pastor in the 60s, started with like 18 people. Now they have like 5,000. But wow. uh, that's where I grew. There and um, we started teaching a second grade, was a director and the Sunday school teacher in the second grade. And uh, one year, uh, Sagemont, uh, Dr. Bailey Smith came for a revival. We had uh, 600 baptisms. The Lord, I got involved with wow. their, their witnessing program, their uh, Monday night visitation, and the, they had a, a Tuesday uh, morning soul winning. And uh, God just uh, used that time uh, to grow me. And mm-hmm. I believe he started to call me to preach. I remember talking to the second graders and using probably words that they couldn't understand but we <laughs> King James uh, King James mostly <laughs> but but technical words systematic theology yeah. words intrinsic and and uh, but Sagemont had a, a a pretty big bus ministry in those days and sometimes 200 and uh, 300 kids coming on the buses and I remember my, my wife and I we took vacation to teach vacation bible school and they had like 2500 kids in in vacation bible school wow. but um my wife uh, worked for Chevron, really Gulf Pipeline. It became Chevron uh, during those 80s, the oil mm-hmm. time. And she got laid off and came back to Kelly. And we came back to San Antonio, and uh, we visited several churches, and we ended up joining Shara Hills. And there uh, I surrendered to preach and uh, began, uh, after some time, I, I started attending Southwestern Seminary. A lot of it on Mondays were professors with um, Fly in on Mondays and, and teach, and it would yeah. be a you take twelve hours on a uh, it'd be a Monday from nine to nine at night, and wow. uh, did a couple of a summer in Fort Worth and a bunch of I terms, and uh, you know began to to grow. My first uh, part time uh, pastorate was associate pastorate was at Valley High Baptist Church. Okay, and uh, so uh, began to preach the Word of God and. Uh, did some doctoral work at Luther Rice, never completed my uh, the book that I was no, supposed to write. Me, but let me ask you this. As you are now, we're talking about your transition into ministry and surrendering to preaching. How, how was that for you? Describe your, you know, how, how was, that a, was that a struggle for you? But, you know, some people look at preachers and say, man, I could never preach. Uh, but they haven't ever tried it or ever studied or prepared for it. How was that for you? You know, I think back teaching the Sunday school uh, back at Sagemont, there was a lot of uh, God was already doing that. Right. You know, John Bassano, who just passed in the last couple of years, uh, you know, he said if you can do anything else, do it. You know, That's but right. I, I think it's a it, it, God compels you, and uh, it was difficult. You know, I, I I didn't really talk to my wife before I publicly. Uh, Made that decision. Yeah. That, that's a mistake. But you know, we uh, I, I worked at USAA and we worked uh, part time at, at uh, Valley High Baptist yeah. Church. So, you know what I'm what I'm hearing is there there's two there's two callings, if you would. Uh, each each one of these conversations that I have with the pastor is completely different. I, I try not to script it very much, just to go with it. And today, it's there's two types of callings. The first calling we talked about is the salvation call. The call to to respond to God's love in Christ Jesus, and today perhaps there's someone listening that has not yet responded. Pastor, would you would you maybe invite someone? Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're here and and maybe you doubt that you're gonna go to heaven, you know the Bible says that these things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. The whole Bible is about redemption from Genesis to Revelation. It's about knowing God. Christianity is not a religion. 
It's a loving relationship with God. And if you're here today and you doubt that in any way, I invite you right now. You only need to know really two things. You need to know that Jesus is God. Uh, the Bible says in John 1, 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was God. He lived a perfect life. He shed his blood on the cross. He died, but he came back alive. He's alive that third day. So just know what he did, who he is, what he did, and know that you're a sinner. Realize that you've fallen short. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So I invite you right now just to realize that you're a sinner. Thank Jesus for dying on the cross, shedding his blood to redeem you from hell. Thank him for being raised. And just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. You know, I have a friend uh, that we used to be pagans together, Clifton Jansky. And, you know, he sings that country music and... uh, that brother can really uh, preachers. If you uh, you're listening, you ever want to have him? He's dynamite. He has a great testimony. Yeah. But uh, he says it's a whopper prayer. Yeah. That prayer where you, it's not temporal. It's not about a job. It's not about uh, healing. It's about Jesus saving your soul. So pray that prayer today. Make it right. Call the station and let somebody know. Go find a church that preaches the Bible and come forward and uh, say, "Hey, I'd like to be baptized." Amen. The other. The other. Uh call is someone that's probably already in church they're hearing the word but they're they're kind of reluctant to get involved to roll their sleeves up you know and and to get involved in church that's 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 how you you started surrendering as you taught mm-hmm. sunday school uh i i spoke to a pastor just uh just yesterday that said he surrendered as he swept the the hallways and clean the bathrooms his his experience was was completely in service as right. as like a janitor experience where he served in that capacity and doors started opening for him but you know whatever it is we should we should serve we should give back to our local church yeah i, I think if you're a believer you should just pray and ask god to show you where you can serve yeah. you know i believe that god gives every believer at least one spiritual gift at least one and you know, you need to use that spiritual gift. There's some things, and over the years, I've had you ever had people in the wrong position in the yeah. church. You know, it may not be some, some ushers that don't know how to smile. Yeah, some ushers <laughs> that can't usher, and some teachers that can't teach, yeah. and some people that shouldn't be on the finance committee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, but find a place where God would have you serve. Yeah. You know, Jesus gave the example. Um, he washed the disciples' feet. And he wasn't given an ordinance with the Lord's Supper and baptism. He right. was showing them an example. So find a place to serve. Serve with the senior adults. There's so many places, yeah. Brother Marcus, in the uh, local church to serve. And now it's sort of like we're just wanting to sit and we're wanting to be, and be entertained. entertained. And, yes, uh, yes. The churches look like uh, movie theaters. Yep. And um, we're just we're evaluating. Uh, boy, how how'd that guy do? And, yeah. and really, we're we're to worship, and we're to, we need to find a place where God anoints us, and empowers us to serve with joy. Yeah, and Pastor, if, let me let me ask yeah. you this: how how can we get to serve in in Eisenhower Road Baptist Church? First of all, how do we get there? I I assume we're, you're you're on Eisenhower Road. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you know, and we're on the uh, northeast side of town. Uh, if you're coming off of 35, uh, if you're coming. Uh, South, you'll turn left. North, turn uh, to the to the left. Uh, north, uh, 
Uh, anyway, so the, it's on the inside of the. It's loop. It's on the inside of the loop. As a matter of fact, if you want the, uh, so we're ne- right by KTSA. You know all those ah, towers. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we're right next to them, a little further towards inside San Antonio. Or if you want kind of the. Uh, the other uh, direction, we're across from the Eisenhower Road flea market. Okay? There you it's go. Very, you very see, good. that's where everybody's going to know it. Yeah, there you go. There. Yeah, there <laughs> and you go. it's thirty nine fifty. Right, Eisenhower Road, and uh, you're also on the on the internet at erbcsa.org. So Eisenhower Road Baptist Church, San Antonio, dot org. And uh, what time are your services? How, wh- how can so now we know where we're at, and uh, how, what time are the services? So the services are at ten forty-five in the in the morning, and then we have a six p.m. evening service. We have some cell groups on Wednesdays, but Bible study is at nine forty-five. We have Bible study for every group. Have some really good Bible study. I have a Bible study teacher that uh, wrote a book about the book uh, on the book of Revelation. So wow, that's uh, always interesting. Yeah, so we have some good teachers, and uh, we. Uh, we sing. We try to sing some things that are uh, some hymns and some new stuff and give glory to God. And I preach the Word of God. And uh, I'm actually on another radio station. Uh, so I have to, supposed to be under 30 minutes, but you know how that is. But we, we <laughs> once, preach the once Word we of get God. Started, yeah. <laughs> I've been preaching through the book of uh, First Thessalonians and uh, have taken a break because of a couple of Christmas messages. Right. But we preach uh, through uh, the text, yeah. expository, but with some, hopefully, with some. Uh, some zeal yes. and some excitement and some passion. You know, my job is I'm the waiter. I just want to get the word to the people. That's God's right. the you one serve. that makes the meal, but I want to get it hot to the people. That's right. So uh, we'd love to have you come out and uh, visit us. And uh, you could sure, uh, uh, we'd help you if you don't know Christ. If you do, we'd, uh, uh, you could be, we have places for you to serve. We could always use believers that are, have a gift and want to serve the Lord. Amen. So San Antonio, you've heard it here, Eisenhower Road Baptist Church, 3950 Eisenhower Road, erbcsa.org. Go ahead and visit it. I want you to check out the church so you can meet Pastor David Taylor. He's a great guy. And you can sit there, and I'm sure you'll find a place to serve. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for listening to the Church of the Week. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.